Welcome back to Rapid Sports and Lifestyle with Ray J, where we just don't talk about sports, but we get into life, and we are now headed into episode number two. We're going to get into a little bit of baseball today, talking about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, where they could possibly be headed. We're going to be talking about a 350-pound high school quarterback in Joshua Bubba Johnson. We're going to talk about some Christmas movie picks at that time of the year, and some of my favorite top Netflix watches. Let's get into it so we're starting a little bit late in the weekend we're starting around sunday so we've got a little bit of football to go ahead and start it off got a lot more fun games to come today so the first couple of games i'm just going to go over real quick before we get into baseball i just want to talk about the washington redskins at the tennessee titans and i want to talk about the baltimore ravens and the shock they pulled at the la chargers Alrighty, so we did actually have a couple of entertaining games last night. Redskins-Titans was very, very tight throughout. Game actually ended on a pick six, so the score would actually look very deceiving to you if you actually looked at it and saw 25-16. to 16. It was 16-19 headed into the final seconds, actually. When we talked in the preview, we did get a lot into about how the running games would really be an intense part of this game, and... Also, shout out to Josh Johnson. I'm really sorry, brother, because I did not mention your name last week. I mentioned the Mark Sanchez-led Washington Redskins somehow overcame the Jaguars when it was actually you at quarterback. This man was the number one overall draft pick in the brand new Alliance of American Football inaugural quarterback draft, which is another one of these league drafts that are trying to compete with the NFL. Think of the XFL. This man went from that to leading the Washington Redskins to a victory and a drive away from winning another game. That is truly tremendous from being on the street all season long. So just want to give you a quick shout out there. But this game was through the ground in the whole entire game. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, they had a lot of adversity to really get to when you thought this was truly going to be an easy game for them. Their quarterback goes down very early in the game and Blaine Gabbert has to go ahead and lead them to the finish line. And I must give Blaine Gabbert a little bit of credit here he did what he had to do he managed the game he set himself up for execution plays and he ended up throwing the game-winning touchdown with about four minutes left to play but as much as i want to give credit to blaine gabbard i want to give credit to this washington redskins team they really could have foiled it down in these last four to five weeks after losing their quarterback alex smith and you know i'm not a fan of jay gruden to be honest with you but i would personally have to let him keep his head coaching job just because of the damn good job he's been trying to do to just try to keep this team with a camaraderie and a bond and a togetherness and to just have them keep fighting you just look at it and there was no way possible that they could have won this division after this had happened but you know they really didn't truly eliminate themselves until last week so I gotta give them damn good credit for going ahead and sticking into this game and giving the Tennessee Titans a very hard 
hard-fought game where I thought this was going to be an easy game. I think the biggest question now for the Titans is, is if the Indianapolis Colts win, you could be possibly setting yourself up for a winner-go-home game, and this just really seems like a tough time now for a winner-go-home game when you lose your quarterback. But hey, Titans came out with the win. That's all that matters for now, right? To the next game already, would ya? Baltimore Ravens at the LA Chargers. So I think this one really did go in line to what I was saying as far as the heavy running game was for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the young quarterback, Lamar Jackson, he's getting better every single game. You know, he's not going to have numbers that are going to really jump out of the stat line for you. But it's his determination, his leadership, his grit that he really brings onto the field that's given this team a chance over the last five to six weeks. And even though there's more of a rushing attack, you can just tell the overall excellence that he has brought to this Baltimore Ravens team. And I, it's just really shocking to me, unfortunately. I'm very disappointed in the San Diego Chargers and the Phillip Rivers. This is another classic choke game late in the season. Just had to come through with this game just to go ahead and show that you're a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. And you're still in the hunt to actually be the number one seed throughout the entire AFC. If the Kansas City Chiefs lose, you're looking at it. And the Baltimore Ravens now, they look like a very dangerous team. You absolutely don't want to let them into the playoffs. You're now hoping that Baker Mayfield pulls off a miracle and hopefully the Pittsburgh Steelers end up winning the last two games to go ahead and get the Ravens out of the playoffs by all means possible because now they're looking like a dangerous team that can do anything that they want through you and hold you and stop you throughout the ball game. Boy, with all that being said, the Chargers still had ways to win this game and they truly, truly failed. So 22 to 10 was the final score. Antonio Gates had a huge fumble near the end of this game that really could have been a difference maker. That was a quick NFL update for you. But so let's go ahead and talk about the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado situation going on in Major League Baseball. Are these guys going to truly get these mega astounding deals that everyone is expecting them to get? Or will they be trumped and stumped just like a lot of huge free agents were last year? You can actually ask J.D. Martinez who ended up having to settle for five years, 120 million because the Red Sox absolutely would not budge and nobody else was going to give him any more money than that because they knew the probability of his injuries in his past truly capped out his value. But let's see about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. This is a new league year. Uh, so you look at Bryce Harper, and it's kind of really been a mystery so far. You haven't really heard him been going around all over organizations and visiting teams and giving the true status quo. The only thing that you've really been hearing about Bryce Harper is this one true key de facto number, and that is 10 years, $400 million. 
Is there any way that he or Manny Machado can possibly do it? For a long time, the Philadelphia Phillies have actually been seen as one of the huge favorites to go ahead and sign Bryce Harper just because they have so much money to spend and they're so desperate to finally get back into winning after all these years of losing that you felt that they had no choice but to go ahead and give up whatever means possible to go ahead and get Bryce Harper. As you can see by last week, I mean, let's be realistic. They truly do have all the money in the world that they want. You're going to go ahead and give Andrew McCutcheon, Andrew freaking McCutcheon, three years, $50 million. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. This is not the Andrew McCutcheon of 2012, not the Andrew McCutcheon of 2013. Even if it was this man, I wouldn't mind paying this man five years, $120 million, five years, $130 million. If that was the true guy that we were getting. If we were getting the man in this prime, I get it. Go ahead and pay him for his value. Pay him for his money. But you're going to go ahead and just give a cliche fake signing to go ahead and bolster and make your city feel better because you're spending money? No, we want you to spend money for the right reasons. Sorry about that. That's my final Philly rant as far as Andrew McCutcheon is going on. But uh, the Bryce Harper details are now going more towards not the Phillies direction anymore, but they're actually going more towards the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, direction. And they just completed a huge seven-player deal this past Friday. I'm not going to go over every single player. Um, I just want to go over that the Reds gave up two of their top prospects and the Dodgers gave up Yasiel Puig and they gave up Travis Wood who is a serviceable starter in this league. They also gave up Matt Kemp who was actually the comeback player of the year last year for his astounding play but the big stat in this trade for the Los Angeles Dodgers is they actually cleared over 43 million dollars and now have the room that if they sign Bryce Harper they do not have to go over that luxury tax threshold anymore more. So those are your big favorites that you're talking about with Bryce Harper, the Phillies, the Dodgers. Of course, you're always going to mention your Yankees and the Red Sox. They can always be in it at any time. With the Red Sox and the Yankees, though, they have way too many outfielders. That's why I truly don't feel that they are going to pursue them. I would probably put them in a more realistic case for Manny Machado. Now, Manny Machado, we've actually heard about a little bit. He went this week. He went around and he visited three teams. Machado visited the Yankees, the Phillies, and the Chicago White Sox. Three teams that he has actually made visits to and he's actually sat in the rooms with the front offices and they have given their best pitch to Manny Machado. Now this man, I don't know if you have seen this little highlight, but he signed in some autographs after he met with Philly's execs. And, you know, it comes off really nice and, you know, really, you know, we do this for the game and, you know, I'm humbling myself. And I'm, But for me, it's just looking personally like more of an image rebuild that he's casting himself upon because he really did this to himself. I mean, you go off and you look like a true scumbag in the playoffs. You want to go ahead and you want to kick feet when you're running down to first base. I mean, you want to go ahead and do that stupid interview where you talk about hustling doesn't truly matter, but yet you want to have the same amount or you want to have more money than Bryce Harper's demanding. So yeah, he's kind of on an image rebuild right now. 
Now, the cases that the Philadelphia Phillies have, once again, they have the money. There's no problem, no issue with that as far as what they are willing to spend right now. For the New York Yankees, they have a need right now with D.D. Gregorius out. The Chicago White Sox, they have the money as well, but they might have the best pitch as far as giving you the whole key to the city as far as making you the marquee player for the team. And in a little interesting tidbit, actually, the Chicago White Sox actually traded for Yonder Alonso from the Cleveland Indians. And this guy is actually Machado's brother-in-law. So there's another little tactic to go ahead and find a way to get Manny Machado into the city of Chicago. But as of right now, the true question is remaining. 10 years, 400 million. 10 years, 350 million. Are these players going to truly set the market for key players in today's MLB and go ahead and align with the talks of NBA as far as players that can now make around or more than 40 million or are the MLB owners not going to give in and let the the players know that hey you know what maybe I will go ahead and give you that 40 million but there is no way possible that I'm giving you more or around 10 years because as we've seen with the Albert Pujols contracts of the world the Robinson Cano contracts of the world and most recently Recently, even though he's still playing fantastic, Giancarlo Stanton. You got three players right there that with these contracts you see at the end of the day, is it truly worth their value? Yes, yeah, sure. Giancarlo Stanton almost hit 40 home runs this year, almost hit 60 home runs the year before. But when you look in the trend of Robinson Cano, when you look in the trend of Albert Pujols, both of these players started regressing very early in their contracts. And it's not too late. Giancarlo can actually, because of his power header and the style, and he can at any time run into the outfield wall because he is an outfielder. This could actually be a setup for him to, you know, either regress or get injured. But it just doesn't truly seem safe at the end of the day. Go ahead and give more than 10 years on a contract. Well, unfortunately, this story is just as murky as it started with the MLB offseason as far as where Bryce Harper will land and where Manny Machado will land. Bryce Harper has now been confirmed as a possible favorite for the Dodgers now after the trade, and Manny Machado just visited three teams and said that he will not make a decision going into the new year. Personally, on my end, I am actually hoping for the balance of the MLB and to save the Phillies from themselves. I'm actually hoping that Bryce Harper will go to L.A. And I am hoping that Manny Machado will go to the Stankies. It's getting better, but where's the more than sports at? It's coming, it's coming, I promise. The lifestyle section of this show will be starting soon. We're going to talk about one more topic. Then we will start getting into my favorite Christmas movies and some Netflix binge.
changes. So I know you guys are not going to want to miss that. So let's go ahead and relocate. We're going to be talking about a man that is from Gary, Indiana. This man is Joshua Johnson, or he goes by the nickname of Bubba. This man is a 350-pound quarterback, and this man is just trucking everyone that is in his way, and he is not stopping. This man looks like an offensive lineman with a true purpose that is somehow making the ball spiral out perfectly and is throwing touchdowns and is rumbling his way into the end zone. I feel like I'm getting all Chris Berman talking about Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. It's not like he hasn't actually already went viral or he hasn't already had, you know, a sports center highlight. They've actually already shouted him out. Um, a lot of big people, uh, Bleacher Report, have already shouted them out. Uh, but this man can play. I mean, you talk about a 350 pound quarterback. And this gentleman is running for a 55-yard touchdown in a play. And he actually threw a 99-yard touchdown pass in the playoffs a year ago. I think the biggest reason why I wanted to go ahead and get in on Joshua Bubba Johnson and talk about him uh, it's as surprising to me as possible because you always feel like colleges are always looking to find the next trend or the next signing. Uh, if you can remember way back when Lane Kiffin gave a 13-year-old a scholarship and that was never done in the history of college football before. You know, it always seems that college teams want to go ahead and do something that's transcending or something that will put them in the top of the news column. But yet, this gentleman has not been offered one scholarship yet. Not one. I cannot believe there's nobody out there that is not impressed by this man and will not take him on. Yet he is a senior in high school. I'm hoping and praying that there's somebody out there. He's a huge fan of Clemson. He's seen a lot of plays where they've allowed D linemen to, you know, go ahead and run the ball before. So he feels like that would truly excite him. I mean, look, I get it. The guys from Indiana, there's not the best crop of players that are going ahead and playing in Indiana high schools, let alone Indiana University. I mean, you look, you look at Indiana University. And it's just like, it's looking at a chipmunk as opposed to a Nittany Lion. Let's put that in realistic terms. No way is Indiana football competing for a championship anytime soon in the near future. I get it. Indiana's not the top of the crop for high school or for college. Um, but for somebody that just doesn't really want to make a splash, I mean, or, I mean, he plays defensive tackle. Look at his highlights at D-tackle. I cannot believe you don't want to go ahead and look at this guy and sign this guy. But uh, you know what, Bubba? I just want to go ahead. I want to shout you out. I want to thank you for putting in grit, grind, and determination. I can tell you as a big man, we're doubted all of our lives. But you know what? You keep pushing. You keep striving. And you're already making history, man. Be damn proud of yourself. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And indeed it is, everyone. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and point out any specifics. Of course, Christmas is in the air, but um, no matter who you are, no matter what you celebrate, it doesn't matter. Uh, just have a lovely and blessed holiday. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get into some of my favorite Christmas movies 
of all time. For me personally, I don't want to really come off as unfair, so I'm not going to do like a top five or a top ten. Um, I just want to go ahead and have fun with all my Christmas movies and just get to describing them. So let's get started. Tim Allen's version of the Santa Claus movie. For me, the reason why I truly appreciated this movie, uh, more than anything, I think you always like those movies around Christmas time. That brought you hope. And as a child, I feel like this movie can bring you hope and can bring you happiness. You see the son. He's going through a lot right now. The parents just got a divorce. He doesn't know how to handle it. He just wants some hope for them to be together. Then Scott, who's Tim Allen's character, Character goes ahead and somehow just magically wants to accidentally kill Santa and now he has to portray Santa and make sure that all these gifts get given out to the kids all around the world so emotional funny and just really gripping on that sentiment of the holidays that was why Tim Allen, Santa Claus, and even the other movies too. But I'm just going to personally stick out with the first one because you can never beat the first one. The sequels are always, they always got a little something missing to that original. So that was one of my more favorite movies. So that was my kickoff to my favorite Christmas lists of movies. Next couple mentions we're going to talk about. Let's start with some that... I don't really have to explain. They're just, you know, truly fun Christmas classics. So the year without Santa Claus, that's enough said. Everybody's seen that one. That's just a wonderful classic. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer can never go wrong with Rudolph. Gets over, the, you know, I'm sure with our world of how sensitive it is today. I'm sure somebody wants to go out there and say, let's not promote it because it's bullying. And, you know, you have somebody that's different than someone else. and That shouldn't be the way that they live their life. But I think the way of the response and how he got up to the top, I think, is something to always admire. I think you got the more oh, modern oh, classic that has Mr. been remastered Grinch. so many times. You I know really I grew up watching it on Cartoon Network. And Jim Carrey came out with his own. Version, and now we have a modern day version that was just released a couple of weeks ago. That's right, if you couldn't overhear it on the music, it is You Are a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. So Dr. Seuss's Grinch has had many of different remasters, many of different versions. Definitely one of my favorites. Last two I'm going to go ahead and talk about for today. Of course you can't go with a Christmas without mentioning the wonderful classic that nobody saw coming until you just had to watch the masterpiece. Yes, I am talking about Elf with Will Ferrell. No doubt, definitely an all-time great as far as a Christmas movie. And you just gotta love the theme of it. You gotta love the working, the believing in Santa and putting it into a real life concept and everybody looking at you and not understanding what you truly mean or really not wanting to go ahead and believe you. Just some of the goofy things that he just ended up doing as a grown man. I mean, it's not really a thing to go ahead and scream for Santa or to go ahead and accidentally be in the shower or near the shower, I'm sorry, and singing it's baby it's cold outside um, or calling a real life person an elf uh, just a couple of the comedic things from that movie this movie is one of those non-animated ones that you've definitely got to make sure do your homework on make sure your family knows about it i have four nephews one on the way i'm making it my responsibility to make sure that they all know about this wonderful classic <laughs>
All right, now we are moving on to what to Netflix binge. So that was actually one of the opening intro songs for one of the Netflix shows that I will be mentioning today. Go ahead and get this started as far as these Netflix binges. First one I gotta go ahead with, everybody knows this show. Absolutely awesome. Over nine seasons worth of great content. The NBC classic that everybody is hoping to repeat. This should be everyone's beginner pack for Netflix. The Office. I tell you, some of the best dry comedy that I have ever heard in my life. Between And it's not even just Steve Carell as Michael Scott. It's the whole cast that really just brings it home for you and makes it memorable. Rain Wilson, John Krasinski, Jenna Fisher, Ed Helms, BJ Novak, Mindy Kaling, Angela Kinsley. I mean, you just go through the list. Can't forget Oscar, right? I mean, you just keep going and going. Brian Baumgartner. I mean, you have a lot of people that were also writers on the show, as well as big-time actors. And a lot of improv for a show that's about a healthy office work environment. And, and, you know, some things realistic or some of the pranks that can get sometimes unrealistic, but it's still a good time. So I absolutely have to recommend to anybody that starts their day on a Netflix and you have not done so yet, you have to make The Office a part of your beginner watch pack. So a good start to this list. Let's keep it going. One of my next favorite shows, uh, I'm going to have to go with New Girl. This is mainly a Fox show, but you can see the early parts. I believe there's about four or five seasons of content for New Girl on Netflix. And this is just a show about a girl that's named Jess. She's portrayed by Zoe Deschanel. She's gotten off of a long relationship with her boyfriend. She moves away and she gets three guy roommates that really help her and harp her through her tough times. And I've always appreciated her character because she's a lot like a down-to-earth style, funny person that's just trying to live her life. And Schmidt Winston, they add a really good uh, comedic twist. You have Nick Miller. He's a little bit of a loser, but Jess ends up falling for him because of his genuine nice personality and his true care for her. You know, going through the real-life changes of relationships and moving on, meanwhile... You know, having true friends that have your back. Um, New Girl for me is definitely a watch. And let me correct myself, actually. I think I said three to four seasons of content earlier. They actually have six seasons worth of content. And overall, there are eight seasons. They just wrapped it up earlier this year. Very sad to see the show go. But if you want to refresh yourself on it or just really get started on a really good show that's involved with a lot of fun versus real life as well, New Girl is definitely a fun, sarcastic way to get started. This is going to be Parks and Recreation. Uh, this is actually, I'll be very honest with you, this is a show that I started binging. Uh, it's another NBC classic. Uh, but this show actually got up to a very, very slow start for me. 
Um, I didn't really like the vibe of it. I felt they were trying way too hard to really try to compliment and act like the office. And I didn't think they knew how big they would eventually become with this show. Um, but luckily it gets a lot better and a lot more watchful in the second season. First season is a tough one, but you do want to still watch it so you can go ahead and get the whole main phrase of who everybody is. And uh, Basically, uh, Amy Poehler is a politician named Leslie Nope. She runs the Parks and Recreations uh, Department, and she has a real-life squabble of just facing true challenges from the public. And she has a huge lot that has a ditch in it. And one of the other main characters played by Rashida Jones, her uh, boyfriend goes ahead and falls into the ditch and they're trying to go ahead and find a way to fix this ditch. And it ends up evolving into a much more fun show that I really enjoyed watching. Once again, NBC uh, with another great one. I'm going to actually go ahead and pick that would be the intro song that you heard when this segment started. So the last show I am picking is called Big Mouth. This is a animated series created by Nick Kroll. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is probably one of the best animated grown-up series that I have personally ever seen. Uh, you want to talk about South Park to an edgier script that has two young men going through puberty and basically taking out all of logic and putting out some crazy things that either you did guiltfully enough that you'll never admit to somebody or that you have never done before and you're going to just like drop your jaw when you just see some of the crazy things that are done on this show. Um, Nick Kroll is very talented. He does a lot of voices on this show. Maya Rudolph, they have hormone monsters. Super funny. Uh, she does a really great job as a hormone monster and as Nick's mom. Jordan Peele, who uh, plays a fantastic singing ghost in the form of Duke Ellington. So I truly, this is going to be the last one I recommend, but I'm telling you, if you just want to have a lot of good laughs, do it in an animated way. It's not going to be your family guy. It's not going to be your Simpsons. It's not going to be that tight. It's going to be a real edgy press comedy that I'm going to truly recommend this Netflix binge for you. And wrap up our show today. Thank you so much for once again tuning in to Rapid Sports and Lifestyle with Ray J. We went over baseball. We went over Saturday night football. We went over the 350-pound quarterback legend in Joshua Bubba Johnson. We went over some fun Christmas movies, and we wrapped it up with some Netflix binges. Follow or a shout-out, please do so on the following. I post my podcast on Saturday. SoundCloud. I'm trying to do two to three episodes a week, so go ahead and not let you get bored on me. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, my name is Ray Jenkins 74 I'm hoping to have Apple post my podcast very soon. Hope you're filled with a lot of presents, and everybody, have a happy holiday. <laughs>